But today, I want to cover something a little bit different, and I want to invite you to take your Bibles and open with me to the book of 1 Samuel, if you will. 1 Samuel, and we're going to be in chapter 16. 1 Samuel chapter 16, and we are going to start in verse 14. 1 Samuel chapter 16, and we're beginning in verse 14. Here is what the Bible says. The Bible says, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul... And an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Verse 15 says, And Saul's servant said unto him, Behold now, an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. Verse 16 says, Let our Lord now command thy servants which are before thee to seek out a man who is a cunning player on a harp. And it shall come to pass... When the evil spirit from God is upon thee, that he shall play with his hand, and thou shalt be well. And Saul said unto his servants, Provide me now a man that can play well, and bring him to me. Today my message is entitled, A Musical Cure. And I know this is a strange title, but I want to talk to you about the impact that music has and can have on our health. The first point that I want to make is that all music has a predictable emotional response. Let me say that one more time. Every form of music that is available for us to listen to it has a predictable emotional response. I want to talk about three areas that we see this demonstrated. If you are, an, if you are a film enthusiast, if you enjoy watching films, you will know that in other countries, they actually remove the actor's voice. Do you know this? And they dub another voice actor's voice in the place of the original actor's voice. But do you know what they don't change? They don't change the music. The music stays the same. Um, there's a reason, and the reason is these men who make film music, they know that certain chord progressions um, certain types of rhythm, certain sounds produce an effect, uh, a desired emotional response in humans. I want to share, and this is not just my opinion. Um, in January 28 of 2020, in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, there was a study that was published that was involving 2,500 people. In, and they took two groups of, of, of people, people from China and people from the United States. And the reason they did this 
is because they wanted to make sure that the people participating in this study did not have a bias based upon the cultural influences of their respective countries. So, for example, they played these two groups of people, Chinese music and American music, okay? And they monitored their emotional responses to 13 different types of music. And they played it, they asked the people questions, how does this make you feel, you know, do you feel excited? They even analyzed if they got goosebumps, if their heart rate went up, they checked all of these things. And they found something amazing, they found that even if the Americans did not understand the lyrics of the Chinese music, or if they, didn't, if they had never heard this music before, they found that across the board, there was a predictable way of knowing how people would respond. And so I'm going to use the American examples because most of you would not recognize the Chinese songs' names. But they discovered that no matter where you come from, if you listen to Vivaldi's Four Seasons, it makes you feel energized. Okay, it was universal. Everyone said, when I hear this music, I feel like I want to do something. When they listened to, um, and I don't know who this is, this is some, a group that I'm not familiar with, but there's a group called The Clash, and they have a song called Rock the Kasbah. Okay, I don't know if any of you would recognize it. But both groups said, when I hear this song, it gets me like, on edge, like it makes me pumped up, like angry. Um, I don't know if this name sounds familiar to you, but there is a singer by the name of Israel Kamaka Viva Ole. He's Hawaiian. And he has a song called Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And they said, when I hear this song, it makes me happy. By the way, they noticed that when people listen to heavy metal, they said that heavy metal makes me feel defiant rebellious, angry. It's very interesting. Oh, they also let them listen to the music from the, the, the soundtrack from the movie Psycho. You know there's a scene where there's like the show, okay, I don't want to get into that, but they played those screeching sounds, you know, like, the, the, like almost like your fingers on chalkboard. They played that and everybody agreed. Some people had never seen the movie, but they agreed. This music makes me feel afraid. So, my first point is this, that music has a predictable emotional response, which means that the type and kind of music that we listen to will have a positive or a negative effect on our overall health. Does that make sense? By the way, I don't know if you know, but there is an entire industry based on this principle. Have any of you ever heard of a company called Muzak? Anybody heard of a company called Muzak? It's an older company, but it's valued at about $350 million. They've been in existence since the 70s. And let me explain what this company does. If you've ever been in a big office building and you hear this like music being piped over the intercom, it's very quiet, it's instrumental. And uh, that music is probably from this company called Muzak. Here's what they learned. They learned that certain music makes people more productive. And so what they did is they started researching, okay, what songs make people more productive? 
And in 15-minute sequences, they start slow, and then the music builds, and then the last song of the 15 minutes is like really, really like intense. And they discovered that in these waves of intensity, overall productivity in the organization increased. Now, have you ever been in an elevator and you've heard music in the elevator? Did you know that that music is actually from the company called Muzak? And do you know why they play that? Because they discovered that many people have a fear of elevators or struggle with claustrophobia. The music is not there to entertain you. They discovered that certain kinds of music make people feel calm and relaxed. So that's what they're playing in the elevator. That's why they put that music in the elevator, okay? And then they also found that in a supermarket, if they play certain kinds of music, it makes people want to stay in the store longer. What do you think that translates into? What do you think that translates into? More sales, right? So the music that they're piping in, it's not designed to make you buy more, but it's designed to make you want to stay in the store. And by doing that, it pushes people to spend money while they're in the store. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because if we understand this principle, it does impact the kinds of music that we listen to. Now, I'm not here to dictate anyone's tastes in music, but they have discovered that Baroque... Now, I don't know if you're familiar with the different periods of, of, of art, but the Baroque era... Um, i got to get my notes on this part. But the Baroque era music was designed to play at between 50 and 80 beats per minute. And these scientists have discovered that Baroque-era music helps improve memory. It helps you be productive. And one person who swears by this is a neurosurgeon uh, by the name of Ben Carson. Anybody heard that name before? In one of his most difficult surgeries... He made it a necessity that they play Baroque music because there were 72 steps in this surgery, and he claims that without the music playing, he would not have been able to remember all of the things that he needed to do. Now, I'm sure you know, or I'm sure you can gather that there are certain forms of music that create a negative response in the body. Um, some of you are familiar with the hormone called cortisol. Are you, are you familiar with cortisol? Cortisol is the stress hormone. When we are in a position where, you know, like fight or flight, cortisol, among other hormones, is one of those hormones that is necessary to make the body respond. But cortisol, over a long period of time, uh, it creates a negative response in the body. It's not a good thing to constantly be on cortisol. Well, certain forms of music contribute to the production of cortisol. And among those forms of music are hard rock music. But 
I do want to make a second point, and I'm going to invite you to open with me to 2 Kings chapter 3. Can you turn there now? 2 Kings chapter 3. And I want to invite you to look with me at verse 14. 2 Kings chapter 3 and verse 14. Notice what the Bible says here. The Bible says, And Elisha said unto the king of Israel, What have I to do with thee? Get thee to the prophets of thy father and to the prophets of thy mother. And the king of Israel said unto him, Nay, for the Lord hath called, thee, called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. Verse 14, And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts liveth, before whom I stand. Surely, were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee nor see thee. But now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord, what, what happened? It came upon him. Did you know that Elisha was able to prophesy when there was music playing. You, some of you are looking at me in disbelief, but just look at the verse. That's what it's saying. It's saying that he said, look, bring the minstrel, let him play. And then when he played, Elisha was able to prophesy. Now, why am I sharing this with you? Because this lets us know and see that music rightly used can help to, to foster and to facilitate spiritual gifts. The gift of prophecy is only one. But I'm going to ask you to turn over with me to Ephesians chapter 5 because it's for this reason that I believe Paul gives us this admonition. In Ephesians chapter 5, look with me at verse 19. Look at what he says. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19. Here's what it says. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and, and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So during the day, as you go throughout the day, some of you may be like me. If you listen to a song at one part of the day, Maybe you go to the supermarket, and then even after you leave, that song might be playing in your head. And you might not even know this, but throughout the rest of the day, you actually might be singing that song in your mind or even singing it out loud without realizing it. That happens to me, and my wife, who likes things very quiet in the house, she'll say, stop singing. <laughs> but... I'm, sh I'm sharing this with you because I want you to understand the Bible teaches that music is one of the means by which we can help foster or facilitate our spiritual gifts. And that's why Paul is saying, look, throughout the day, sing hymns, you know, sing psalms. Let these things go on in your mind. And I want to read something from a book called Evangelism because 
This kind of articulates what this music and singing it during the day does. There are few means more effective for fixing his words in the memory than repeating them in song. And such song has wonderful power. It has power to subdue rude and uncultivated natures. By the way, I want to pause here. Do you know what loitering is? It's when people hang around, you know, in a parking lot somewhere and they're things may get out of hand. They may start drinking or listening to music or fighting and so forth. So there was a mall that had a problem with people loitering in the parking lot. And they'd get the police and the police would get, kick them out, but they'd come back and they kept coming back. And so they said, what can we do to stop these people from loitering? So you know what they did? They put speakers on the outside of the building and they started piping out classical music. And you know what happened? These rough guys, they didn't want to hear that. They left. <laughs> but that's what this statement says. It says it has the power to subdue rude and uncultivated natures, power to quicken thought and to awaken sympathy, to promote harmony of action, and to banish the gloom and foreboding that destroy courage and weaken effort. It is one of the most effective means of impressing the heart with spiritual truth. How often to the soul hard-pressed and ready to despair, memory recalls some word of God, God's, the long-forgotten burden of a childhood song, and temptations lose their power. Life takes on new meaning and new purpose, and courage and gladness are imparted to other souls. Do you notice that when you see an army and they're marching, it's not by accident that there's a band playing music. Did you notice that? You know, they're moving together, and the music facilitates this harmony of action. Isn't that true? But in the spiritual realm, does it make sense that when we are singing hymns together, as we sing these songs together, it unites us as a church in our desire to serve God, and it facilitates our spiritual gifts to work together. Does that make sense? So this is one of the important functions of music. But now I come to my third point, which is really where the title of this sermon comes from, A Musical Cure. Music has therapeutic value. I'm going to ask you to come back to 1 Samuel, sorry, 1 Samuel chapter 16 again. Because... Now we're going to read one part of this chapter that we didn't read earlier. I'm going to ask you to come down with me to verse 22. First Samuel 16, verse 22. And here's what the Bible says. And Saul sent to Jesse saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he hath found favor in my sight. And it came to pass, when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took a harp and played with his hand, so Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Now, I'm going to read this from the same verse, but in a different translation. This is called the message translation, and here's what it says. Verse 23, after that, 
Whenever the bad depression from God tormented Saul, David caught his harp out and played. That would calm Saul down, and he would feel better as the moodiness lifted. Now, if you Google music therapy for depression, you would be amazed. There are hundreds of articles, maybe thousands, I didn't count, but hundreds of articles on the connection between music and your emotional health. I mean, hundreds of, of, of articles. I'm going to read something from the British Journal of Psychiatry. And uh, they did a study of 80 people between the ages of 18 and 50 who were diagnosed with clinical depression. Half of them received traditional uh, treatment, you know, drugs, therapy sessions, and so forth. The other half had the same thing, but every week they had, or every day, they had one hour of music therapy. After three months, both groups were checked, and the group with musical therapy, everything else was the same, but one group had musical therapy. The group with musical therapy showed significant improvement in depressive symptoms compared to those in the control group. Now, I could give you more, I could give you more statistics. I don't want to burden you with all of these, these numbers and statistics, but here's my point. The pandemic has wreaked havoc on people's mental health, okay? And maybe you're not affected, but people all across the country, all around the world, because of the isolation, because of, you know, financial difficulties and all of these things, people's mental health has been severely impacted by this pandemic. And, you know, when we, when we struggle in that area, many people will try to escape. You know, they'll, they'll get into, you know, chemical addictions, pleasure addictions, all kinds of things. Today, I want to recommend that we try one of the natural means that's available to us that can have a great benefit to our mental health, and that is good music, okay? Now, the question is, what is good music? Um, I want to read to you from... So, the most successful depression recovery program in the world right now, the lead physician said this, uh, oh, actually, he's quoting from Ellen White. He says, good music, good singing is like the music of the birds, subdued and melodious. Now, I know that there are so many different kinds of music out there today. And maybe your natural inclination is that there are some kinds of music you don't like. But... In this depression recovery program, they use Baroque era music and they use Christian hymns. And what they found, by the way, by the way, does anybody know what the, what the alternative name for jazz music is? Does anybody know what else they call jazz? It's called blues. Do you know why they call it blues? Yeah, it has the effect of making people feel melancholy, right? That, it has that effect, okay? Now, 
why am I bringing this up? Because there are certain forms of music that will actually make you feel happier and healthier. So again, try Baroque era music. Um, we're talking about Bach, Handel. Um, those are the only two I have on the list. I'm sure there's more. And hymns, okay? Now, am I saying that's the only music you can listen to? No. But the point is, if you're struggling in your mind, if you're struggling with your mental health, I can guarantee you that heavy metal and rock music, these forms of music, will only have the desired effect of producing the stress response hormone, cortisol. It's going to make you more anxious, more on edge, more defiant. Um, okay, so... <laughs> I have more information in my notes, but I, I, the reason I'm, I'm withholding some of this is because I just don't want to overburden you <laughs> with all of this information. But here's my, my final summation. Music, all music, it has a predictable emotional response. Scientists know that this kind of music will make you feel this way. This kind of music will make you feel this way. The Bible tells us that music can facilitate our spiritual gifts. And we should use music, good music, if we are struggling with anxiety, depression, if we're feeling, you know, scared or fearful. Avail yourself. There's good music that can help you. It's not the only cure, but it can be part of a protocol or a, you know, uh, a, a system of treatment to help you find peace and find hope in the midst of these difficult times. And so I'm going to invite you to bow your heads with me as we close. Father in heaven, it's my prayer today that if we are struggling in our mental health, May we try, may we avail ourselves of the gift of music and the beautiful and wonderful effects that good music can have on our mental health. Lord, I know that there are some in here that may be struggling, and this may be a simple but effective means of pushing them in the right direction. I also know there may be some in here or, that are watching that struggle because there may be forms of music that they greatly enjoy that are having a negative effect on their health. And it's my prayer that we will learn to choose the good and refuse those things that are not good. We're asking for these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.